Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. Well, good day, everyone. Welcome to Good News at Noon, Wednesday edition, Deeper, as we go deeper into the message and spend a little bit more time with God's Word. It's great to have you here. I'm here with it's Pastor Don. we got this wonderful lady here to the next of us, Tommy, and then on the end is the most right and reverend, Pastor Scott Hovey. You just say that because I'm old. Nope, 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 because you're normally right, and you are a reverend. <laughs> Irreverend, something like that. It's good to have everyone with us. That's why, this we weekend, have, that's why we have confession. Yes, you talked about God having a problem, which I found very interesting. God's got a problem, yeah, Pastor Scott. Well, we won't go there right away, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of let into it and think about this, if you would. Um, I said on Saturday night, I wasn't sure if I could do it on Sunday morning because we live stream. But, but you know, I, I kind of had, before I met my wife, kind of a mental checklist of oh. things I wanted in a future spouse. Mm. It took me 35 years to find her. It's always good to have a checklist because that usually works out exactly like we planned. Yeah, I, frankly, I haven't told her that I threw away that list. <laughs> Realized, she threw hers away too. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I said she obviously tall, dark, yeah. handsome, rich, athletic. Yeah, you said athletic. <laughs> that was funny. Check, check, check. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work out real well for her. <laughs> anyway, but but I think sometimes I, I mean we all have checklists. I think it's like a restaurant. Especially if you haven't been there. I mean, you know, is it food you like? Is it, mm-hmm. is it not food you like? Is the price range right? Where, where is it located? Right. Then once you've been there, you have kind of the checklist. I mean, did it meet the criteria? Are you mm-hmm. ever going to go back? People have checklists, I think, for church, too. I mean, yep. what kind of a church well, do they want to go to? Yep. I like the music? I mentioned at the 10 o'clock service, Pastor Don and I have read things over the years. A lot of people make decisions on whether they're going to go back to a church they visited before they, the service even starts. Yep. Because by if the, it, the atmosphere yeah. and by if people made them feel welcome. Absolutely. So I think we all you know, kind of have checklists in our mind for all kinds of things. And Some people have much more detailed checklists yeah. than others, right, Tommy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's our detailed. My checklists are very vague. <laughs> very, very. It's just, one it's just one long run-on sentence. This is like the only check that we're looking for. <laughs> Restaurant. Did they get me food within an hour? Did I enjoy it? Did I get full? That's all I really need to know. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I was thinking about God because I think some people, especially people maybe who don't have a relationship with God, probably have a checklist too. I mean, maybe they used to and walked away or maybe they never have and, and won't because maybe Christians have fallen short at some point in their viewpoint and say, well, that doesn't, you know, meet my criteria. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking about that checklist, and I thought, you know, all the attributes of God, and if you look in the Bible and uh, you know, Google it, whatever you want to do, but I mean, there's all kinds of attributes that God has. And I, I listed or went over uh, five or six of them in my, in my sermon, and we'll do that 
briefly today too. And then the last one is where the idea of God having a problem came mm. up. Because mm-hmm. as I looked at that, I thought, you know what? God hits the check mark on everything you'd expect from God until I got to that last one and I realized that could be a problem. Yeah. But maybe not either. Okay. So so the first thing, um, you know, we worship God. One of the things we understand about God is that he's infinite. Uh, that... Um, no beginning, no end, yeah. right? I mean, he says, you know, the Bible says in, uh, uh, excuse me, Revelation, then he said to me, it's done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. But I think those words are more for us. Mm-hmm. There really is no beginning to time or end to time. Mm-hmm. But we have a time frame. Yeah. But God's infinite. God doesn't have a time frame. <coughs> I, don't know if God, I don't know if God exists in a linear, yeah, exactly. linear time frame like human beings do. Exactly. A very linear time frame. And, and uh, Paul, in his letter to the Colossians, said about God and Jesus, he said, he himself is before all things, mm. uh, and in him all things hold together. And so, I mean, if, if I'm going to worship someone, put someone or, you know, mm-hmm. God, it's kind of hard to put God in human language, but it's the best way we can relate. If I'm going to worship someone... For me, that's a, a trait I'd want to have. Something mm-hmm. that's totally beyond. I don't know. A lot me. of people worship very oh. worldly people. A lot of people worship <laughs> I, just want, movie stars and athletes and. Dare we I mean, say politicians? It, oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. But it's true. It's, yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. There's human beings. You know, and speaking of that, uh, um, I, I was watching a little bit. I didn't see the actual funeral for Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. the second. But I saw it when they brought her to Windsor Castle, where she's going to be uh, interred. Um, and, I, and I mean, the pageantry and all of that was amazing. But I thought, you know, all the attention and all the pomp and circumstance that goes to one human being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, in some ways, almost a worshipful sense because she was the queen, or now Charles is the king. Or yeah. We do it with presidents and movie stars and athletes mm-hmm. and that too, but yet they're not infinite. No, uh, and they're definitely not omnipotent, and which not, is your next point. Which means... <laughs> they are not omniscient, that's for darn sure. <laughs> uh, um, omnipotent means God is, God is omnipotent, he's all-powerful. Um, Psalm 33, 6 says, The sky was made at the Lord's command by the breath from his mouth he made all the stars. Uh, I mean, when he spoke, creation came into being. And in the Christmas story in Luke's gospel, uh, it says, For nothing will be impossible with God. Mm -hmm. All powerful. Not true of humans. (laughs) No, no, not uh, infinite, not omnipotent, and definitely not omniscient. Omniscient. That's a big word. That's a churchy word. That what does omniscient mean? All knowing. All knowing. Yeah, okay. Definitely well, not. Tommy's close. I was like, well, some <laughs> of us are kind of yeah. getting there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think, I, think, I think Lauren, her husband, would definitely say yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. she's very close to omniscient. That's My right. wife is very omniscient. Yeah. He also said she was omnipot- omnipotent as well. Oh, really? Yeah. All powerful? Yeah. yeah, well, that's true. That's the way it is in our house. And even when it's not, I have to pretend that that's the way it is, for sure. Uh, most marriages learn how to adapt yes. to these things. Yes. But God's omniscient, all-knowing. Um, you know, we talk about that in prayer. It isn't like we're giving God information. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I think some, you know, Lord, we just in case you didn't know, Dale's in rehab. Uh, 
knows. Pretty sure he already knows. He already knows that. Yeah. But God wants us to be in, in communication. Co- in communication. Mm-hmm. It's, it's meant Contact. for us. It's yeah. for us, not for God. Absolutely. It's about the relationship. Well, I think like knowing that helps you to kind of stay out of like your own guilt and shame. Like, you know, he already knows, so you're not keeping anything from him. You don't have to hold on to this yeah. guilt and shame over these right. Like you're hiding too. something from yeah. God, really? You just, yeah. <laughs> if I don't talk to God about it, he won't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonder where we get that from. Maybe our humanness, yeah. Yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mom doesn't know, dad doesn't know. Yeah, probably they do. You yeah. know what? Yeah, mom and dads know a lot more than the kids think that they know. It's true. Yeah, and so it's not that much of a stretch to realize that God knows pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah it's true. So that was one of the things. And then, and then uh, <coughs> omnipresent, uh, and the best way to describe omnipresent is just God is always everywhere. Mm-hmm. Always everywhere. I mean, think about it. Always that. everywhere. Wow. Um, That's big. Yeah, we don't think. It's a lot. You know, a lot of people say, well, God's up there somewhere. Well, you know, and we say, of course, no, he's right here. His Holy Spirit, we believe, when we belong to God through Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit takes up residence in our hearts. Uh, There's nowhere you can go where God already is. Can I read this text? Because I think it's great. This is a great text. It kind of talks to the omniscience and the um, omnipresence of God. Uh, In Jeremiah, Jeremiah is kind of given a revelation to the prophet, or God has given a revelation to the prophet Jeremiah, and he says this to Jeremiah. I am a God who is near, says the Lord. I am also a God who is far away. No one can hide where I cannot see them, says the Lord. I feel all the heaven and the earth, right? I love it. No one can hide where I cannot see them. (laughs) Just kind of what we were talking about. You can't hide your, your behaviors, you can't hide your mistakes, so you might as well just be open and honest about them because as you're open and honest with them to God then it just allows you to begin to move past them versus hide them. I think about like if you've ever played hide and seek with a kid and they're hiding behind like behind the curtains or behind the couch yeah. but like you see their little shoe or their right. little foot sticking out right. and it's like nope I still see you it's yeah, like right. it just reminds me of that for some reason like that's the imagery that comes up. You think like, you're hiding but you're not. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um well, and all of that's kind of building towards the, towards the end here because, I mean, we're talking about, you know, we can't hide our mistakes from God. We can't hide our sins from God. God's everywhere. God's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. So it's like in our worship, especially more so maybe in the traditional service where we usually have a confession of sins, we might as well confess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it isn't like he doesn't know. <laughs> right. right. But that leads to the next one, I think, too, that God is all loving. Well, that's um, definitely not a problem. No. I say, none of these really sound like problems. No, nah, we'll get there. <laughs> Almost there. I thought you said he had a problem. I am. Yeah, where, where, where? He does. It's You're coming. confusing me. Oh, is it the, it's at the end? He's coming. Okay. You know, On I purpose. Had to, had to oh, keep him to the end of the sermon. Okay. Keep, keep us away. guessing. That's right. Um, in First John... It reads, Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not love God, for God is love. God is love. And, um, you know, he's all these things. He's, all, he's infinite. He's all-powerful, all-knowing. He's everywhere, always, and he is love. Yeah, and listen to a really good yeah. point. She says God is actually in our 
souls and our hearts and that's yeah, that's yeah. true because yeah. if he's present everywhere yeah. he's present yeah. in us as well which and we is understand a really that through the holy spirit yeah that takes up residence in us exactly and i i mean i'm awfully glad i think all of us are that god is a loving god mm-hmm. um sometimes we don't see that in the old testament as much but we certainly see it in in jesus and mm-hmm. what jesus Taught and what Jesus revealed, and, and the way he interacted with exactly, people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, and he I got would, angry though. Oh yeah. Like the Old Testament yeah. God, yeah. you know, um, he got angry, but he usually got angry at the people who felt that they were better than everybody else and really didn't have their hearts open. Yeah. But I love my son, but I still get angry at him. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a right. It's a. It's a. An anger at not necessarily who they are. Right. It's more an anger at what they're doing. Yeah. Their behavior. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's exactly. That's a good lead into the ending. Yeah. Because I would like to submit to you, God does have a problem. I, I mean, as I looked at all Tommy, of the attributes crazy. about God. <laughs> Tommy. I feel like you're telling us the opposite of what we've always been told. I know. Pastor Scott, I know. that can't be true. Let me read the Bible. <laughs> Let me read this to you. Isaiah 43:25. it says, I alone am the one who blots out your transgressions, your sins, for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. God has a problem in that he's forgetful. So God and I have that in common. (laughs) Awesome. He's forgetful. I love God so so much more now. So so Tommy, from now on, when Pastor Don forgets, we'll just remember that's one way he's like God. (laughs) And he'll probably remind us of that. Very God-like moment right here. But I mean, think about that. When God forgives you your sins, he forgets them. He forgets them. And... You know, the point I was making on, on Sunday was, we don't. <laughs> I mean, as soon as I'm preaching that, I'm thinking of things that God's forgiven and forgotten that I can still remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're all like that. But, you know, to me, the gospel that, that comes out of all of this, especially as we move towards God, is loving. I mean, he's all-knowing, he's infinite, he's all-powerful, he's always everywhere, he's loving. And then when we because now we know it, we might as well confess, right? Um, when we do, he forgives and he forgets. And, I mean, that's really pretty mind-boggling. That doesn't sound like much of a problem to me, Tommy. Does it sound like a problem to you? It's not a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that problem. <laughs> well, like I said, I had to keep him in church. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is a good quality. Yeah, but if, think about it. God forgets. He can't remember. The sins he forgets. I will not remember your sins what he says I, I, I am now relieved <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Dale yeah. yeah that's a good point we are all relieved that is a fact but in, in, and it's funny because he if God doesn't carry around our sins I it, it's it's a shame that so many people carry yeah, around their own yeah. their own sin that's where that whole forgiveness thing comes in it, it just to carry around that burden of guilt is heavy 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 mm-hmm. Because everybody's made mistakes. Some people make some pretty bad ones. Some people yep. have made mistakes that have really hurt themselves or yep. others. Yep. You know, um, I was a friend with a judge who, before she was a judge, she was a lawyer. And her job as a lawyer was to represent people who had been convicted and found guilty. And they were in prison and they were appealing their conviction. And she said, like, 90% of the people 
I represented were guilty. But my job was to go and try to find a way to show other people that that wasn't who they were. And, she's, and her point was, imagine if your worst mistakes in your life defined your entire life, right? And sometimes for people in jail, you know, that's what it is. They, they rob or they, they hurt or they do something really bad. And now they're in jail and that's kind of defined their whole life. And God says, I don't want your worst mistakes to define who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we've confessed that sin, he's forgiven and he's forgotten. Mm -hmm. And and I hope, you know, and, and what I was trying to say to the congregation then and, and now was knowing that about God and all these attributes of God and the fact that he is loving and that he will forget the sins he's forgiven should be an allowance, if you will, for us to move on to a better place. Yeah. Jesus, not, ne not necessarily to sin freely and do right. whatever you want. That right. is not the the purpose of this. But it is a, it is this incredible gift to not have to carry around the burden of your mistakes with you. Do you think that's why, like, we aren't able to fully forget those things as just like sort of that, not reminder, but key to like prevent from like engaging in that like sinful behavior again. You know, it's almost like mm. if you completely are able, if we as humans were able to completely forget, the then maybe we would just keep making those same, which sometimes we still right. make those mistakes. Yeah. It takes right. time, but I almost wonder if it's like just hangs and lingers in the back there. It's sure. like, you know, don't forget that this wasn't cool, but I have forgotten and I right. have forgiven you. The whole idea of learn from your mistakes. Right. Yeah, type of thing. Get better. Yeah. My guess would be is once we move from this life to... Um, heaven we won't remember mm -hmm. there uh, now we'll be really healed and the pain of our own sin won't be a burden anymore just like we believe physical pain won't be there right etc yeah. too but yeah here it's with us and maybe that is a good yeah. uh, thermometer or pressure barometer or whatever for living yeah well, i think knowing that god is loving and god is forgetful can help us in how our in our treatment of other people too you know just yeah. Like using that as a way to approach other people that we come across. And, you know, I mean, sometimes it's hard to let go of some bad things that have happened to you by people. But Amen. I think if we can practice that, you know, ourselves, it, I think it could just really lead to a lot of right. relationship right. building and healthy relationships and even with yourself. Yep. Right. I mean, think about some of the things I have done in my life that have hurt other people. And I would hope that the people that I've heard had moved on from them and are not letting those things kind of still dwell in their lives. And so what right do I have then to hold things that other people have done to me against them? Yeah. It doesn't do any harm to them. It only hurts, hurts yeah. you, you know, or only hurts me. So, But it is hard for us. It is. It is hard to let those things go. But not hard for God. That's right. Thank God. Thank goodness. That's right. That God is better than we are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Pastor Don, we may not give you a pass when you're forgetful in the future. <sighs> All right. Sorry. What was that? So the good news from Good Sam today is I guess I'd have to amend my sermon title and say God doesn't have a problem. Um, but thank God he's forgetful. Mm -hmm. Amen. And it's our sins that he's forgiven. Amen. So. Yes. 
Thanks for tuning in today. God bless each and every one of you. Yeah. Those of you listening to the podcast as well, you can go to our website, goodsamlv.com, learn more about the church there, mm-hmm. be able to look at the sermons, watch the sermons if you choose to do so. Yeah. And, uh, Share them, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, We'd love to get this out to more people. Um, you know, we just want to reach as many people as we can with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's right. And then if you want a fun activity for the rest of the week, you can practice saying omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent three yeah. times really, really fast without any mistakes. Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. That's hard. The last one's hard. In fact, if you'd, <laughs> if you'd record that in a text message, just send it to us. Yeah. And How about just infinite, loving, and forgetful? I, I can do that easier. <laughs> yeah. You should have done an acronym, Pastor Scott. Yeah, I was, I was going to, but I couldn't come up with anything nearly as good as trip. Schwab, 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 And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day. Amen.